Hello and welcome to the Musicking Podcast. I'm your host Trinity Lay, and this is part two of our three-part series on the Jola Econting. We talked about the history and background of the Econting in the previous episode, and now we'll take a look at how to perform, understand, and appreciate some of the nuances of Econting music. I thought that it would be a good idea to sort of introduce our audience, because this is the first episode that we're doing over music in the African continent. So some conventions of African music and some ways to think about African music. Is I was wondering, is there a word for music in the Jolo language? You know, that's a good question. There are kind of words for song and for, you know, different dance styles, but no, not really for music in, in that way. People a lot of times now will just use the, the French word musique mm-hmm. um, to talk about music. In a lot of African languages, there's not a word for music because it's such a just natural part of life that everybody participates in and doesn't think too much about that it's just, you know, kind of a useless word or useless abstraction. In Jola culture, everybody's expected to participate in music. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, as I said, there's, there's not... Um, Traditionally, a kind of a social role carved out for music makers in the way that you do you do see in some neighboring West African cultures. So, you know, that said, like there there are people within communities that people know, oh, this person is really good Bahan player or a really good Econting player. So they do kind of become known for those things. But yeah, I mean it's it's something that everyone takes responsibility for. There are many reasons why music is an important thing to do in social life. So everyone has to take responsibility for doing that. So, you know, either participating via, you know, singing as part of collective choruses or dancing is certainly a big part of musical participation. Yeah, or, you know, whether it's playing instruments that are specifically built for that purpose or sometimes using like a bottle and a spoon, for example, to kind of tap out a rhythmic figure. That happens a lot when you're playing econting in these like small informal social gatherings where the econting is the only like quote unquote musical instrument, but maybe there's something around that can be used to to complement it. And yeah, people take responsibility for doing that. What's the way that musicians in the Jola culture describe music? Right. I mean, so for example, like we were talking about that story. So the idea of something being sume, that's like good or sweet. Yeah. So there's kind of little terms like that, but in general, not, there's not a lot of, as you said, abstracted language about music. People don't talk about rhythm or meter or things like that, for example, but they do give names to certain figures like Econcon, for example, um, like I said, is a kind of a specific dance and a mellow rhythmic figure that's played on drums, but you can also incorporate it into the ting. The word mellow rhythm, it's the idea that melody and rhythm aren't separate. They're interconnected. So a melody line serves as a rhythmic drive, and then the rhythmic drive is also the melody line. So some other conventions are the cyclical nature of the pieces. Does that apply to Jola music? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I love I love that term mellow rhythm too, um, which comes from a, an African writer named Meki Nzewe. And I think it's really, to me, a real key to understanding this. So p- part of the idea of mellow rhythm is that instruments that we think of as primarily percussive, like drums, they often do actually have a kind of a pitch content. And that's true in the case of the ekonkon rhythm, I'm just going to go with that, has the sort of two-toned. So if you do that, like any any jola, especially from like Western Cosmos, would I'd immediately know that's ekonkon. And so you can put that under the ekonting. 
and people do people do do that they kind of take those mellow rhythms that are played on percussive instruments and then put them into the ekonting and that song too i was just playing courier it feels like you're just sort of playing this repeating figure where a lot of the kind of excitement of that is the groove that comes out of repeating it in that cyclical way but then when I start singing, you realize that that is also actually the melody of the song. So, yeah, they're really not separable um, in that context. This is an ekonting that was made by a guy named Fidel Sambu, who's a really great Ekonting builder. I, I said most people build their own instruments, which is true, but then there are a few people who are kind of known who, for building really great instruments. And I love this one. It, you can't see it, of course, but it's that the gourd is really big. It's maybe two, two feet long, even maybe longer than that. And it has a nice long neck and everything. So I think it has this really full voice. So thanks, Fidel. So I don't know, what should I, what should I play, Trinity? Just anything. I'll, I'll play, I'll play. This song that a lot of people play, and uh, a couple of people have told me it's one of the really old Ekon Ting songs. And the the lyrics to it in this case are a- about a woman getting on a bus and going to Dakar, basically. And then maybe she'll get married there. So those are the lyrics. So it's interesting. It is kind of in that context of, of courtship, but actually in this case about, you know, potentially losing out on a romantic partner because they're leaving the Casamance and going to urban Dakar. The kind of tune itself is supposedly really quite old. I'll start playing and it, and it almost just sounds like this kind of ostinato figure. But then when I start singing, you'll hear that actually the vocal melody is kind of what the ekonting part is based on. So they are kind of mirroring each other. Okay, so what are like the basics of performance when it comes to the ekonting? What what notes do you play? What's like the technique? Sure. Um, yeah, let me see how well I can describe this um, <laughs> in words as I'm holding this instrument here. So the ekonting has three strings. And uh, these days they're made out of a nylon fishing line, um, pretty similar to, to guitar strings. Um, in the past, people used palm roots that they wove together. So you have these three strings, and each of them is a different length, which is a somewhat unusual feature that's, that you see on a lot of um, West African stringed instruments. So there's the short string, the middle string, and then the long string. That gives you three notes. And then in addition to that, on the longest string, you can stop the string um, using your fingers at two points. And so that gives you an additional two notes. So... 
And those are the only five notes you play. So you you don't go into a different octave range ever. It's so it is like a liter it's literally a pentatonic instrument, which is an interesting part of it. I mean, there's no reason that you couldn't do that because the neck is, you know, fretless, so there's an infinite number of notes that you could potentially play. But people people really stick pretty pretty closely to those. I've I've only only rarely heard anyone kind of add in and passing an extra note here and there, which again there's no reason you can't do. But I think part of part of that limitation is is what makes it exciting to listen to and challenging to play for me because you're limited to those five notes, but sometimes the vocal melody will go into different octave registers and you kind of have to play with that. The vocal aspect of it is such an important part of playing the eclanting like is there just solo eclanting ever? Or? No, not really. Um, yeah, it, it's always kind of used to accompany song. And yeah, there, there are a few different styles. There's the kind of melodic style where the what you're playing on the eclanting, the melodic line of the eclanting, and the voice basically match up. And they sometimes depart slightly in kind of light heterophony. So that's one style. Another style is really based on these like repeating ostinatos that you just keep going and you keep going throughout that. And that's a lot of times used in in more kind of storytelling songs where there might be part of the song that's sung, but then actually people will kind of move into a declamatory speech mode and just start telling a story over this repeating ostinato. Mm-hmm. There's maybe a third style that's is just being a little bit more melodic and it has less of a kind of a rhythmic groove to it. But even that, always there's someone singing to accompany it, too. So with the singing, since there's only five notes possible on the Econting, is the singing just reserved for those five notes? Yeah, so this is this is a, an interesting thing about the Econting that, that I like a lot. So the scale of the singing is always going to be pentatonic for Econting music. There are other genres of Jola music that use hexatonic scales. But even though you have those same five notes, you might, as I said, continue singing like up into a higher... Uh, octave register and when that happens there's just this effect that i find really cool where the the voice is going to keep going up but then the eclanting has to jump down to catch those same tunes those same notes it happens in a a lot of songs but i'll I'll play this one which is actually kind of nice because it sort of describes the context of an eclanting performance so this is a song that was made by a guy named paul agoyo jeju and i learned the song in the, the first summer that I spent in Gambia, I learned this from my first teacher, Musa Jata. And then many, many years later, I actually met um, Angolio, the guy who made it. And it was this really <laughs> exciting moment for, for me because I had known about him for a long time. The lyrics are saying, the time has come to rest. Somebody go get Mustafa Sambu and maybe he'll bring his ekonting in play. So it's kind of like, you know, the end of the day and but it's it sort of feels to me like there's kind of two parts to the melody. And in the second part, there's a great example where the the voice keeps going up, but then the ekonting jumps down to catch the same note. Mustafa 
하고 요해 하자다 so you hear that so the voice keeps going up but then it goes up i guess a second and then the echo thing jumps down a seventh so you're playing the same note but the the kind of uh, melodic arc looks a lot different so i just i always enjoy that as this interesting kind of textural feel of of the music is there any chords that you play yeah only only very rarely people say note by note is the way of playing and you can hear they're pretty kind of short staccato notes is is often what you kind of want and i think the fact that the the soundboard is skin rather than wood facilitates that too it like cuts out a lot of the sustain of notes so they die really quickly as people say you'd really almost never will play two strings at the same time the times when i have heard people do that it's usually when they are playing in a style that is influenced by another kind of music especially kind of international popular musics one of my later teachers adama sambu loves reggae as many people do in the cosmos and so he'll he'll sometimes have this kind of offbeat chord feel in his playing where he'll be plucking two strings at once um, that's inspired by reggae but in in more traditional style you almost never hear that and i really enjoyed reading about how the the ekonting playing and the vocal line interact like how certain musicians go about accompanying the vocal line and taking into account how dense the syllables of maybe a certain line is they'll maybe drop out the more rhythmic aspects of the ekonting and then when they're just holding a note they'll start adding in some rhythmic figures to create this undulating interest you have to be very good at knowing the song and being able to react to the vocal line in order to be a skilled sequencing player. Yeah, no, I think so. I'm, I'm really interested in that too. I mean, I find it hard actually, like the, what I was just describing where the, the contour of the vocal line often feels different than the contour of the Econting line, even though they're ostensibly playing the same notes. But like the really good Econting players that I've talked to that just seem to have no trouble with that at all and can just extemporaneously play songs like that, which I think is really a mark of their skill and entrainment and being able to do that. But yeah, just in more generally, the kind of interaction between the voice and the ekonting, I think is really interesting too. I've had some people tell me that, you know, the ekonting always follows the voice and kind of has to, you start with a vocal melody and then the ekonting kind of fills in around that. But then I also know that some people have told me that when they create a, a song, they start with the ekonting part and then the vocals kind of come later. So it really is this kind of like dialogic interaction between the instrument's voice, which comes out of the way it's built and the way it's played and, and everything. And then the human voice too. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really rich area of interaction. And like you were saying, people, the way people kind of might massage a vocal line by adding in a few extra notes on the ekonting to kind of keep the, just the sort of the pulse moving, or in some cases they might just sort of depart slightly, even in the kind of note order. Yeah. Th those are really interesting and exciting moments in songs. And we mentioned briefly how ekonting players like to keep things more simple, but is there any sort of ornamentation that people add to the ekonting accompaniment, or is there any sort of improvisation? You know, one of the things that um, banjo players are very interested in is like drone notes, because <laughs> uh, that's a big part of banjo playing. Um, the fifth string on a banjo is this big drone string. It's just the same note. And so, you know, part of people who are curious about the Econ thing, they always want to know, is there a drone string? And there isn't really a drone string, in the, not in the same way that a banjo has one. 
there are strings that are played open, but they're played open at places when that's where the melody goes. So it's not just kind of playing an accompanying drone. But then in some cases, like as an ornament, people will use um, those open strings to create um, just a kind of extra rhythmic feel. And so arguably, those could be thought of as a kind of a limited drone role. So that's part of the ornamentation. Um, There are also these kind of like physical actions that you might do where just because of the way that the action is, you can really quickly alternate between two strings by plucking one with your thumb and then striking downward. Um, So things like... And where it's like just a very quick transition from one to the other that comes out of the playing style. And so you'll hear people doing that to kind of ornament a melody. Yeah, I would say kind of in traditional context that I've heard, there's pretty limited improvisation. It tends to really be you know, based around this one melodic line that the Eklonting and voice share, and that's just kind of repeated. But then there are also players who kind of starting in the early 90s started developing Eklonting music for more presentational contexts. And some of those players, people like Adama Sambu and Abla Jalo and Buba Jeju, Paul Agoyo Jeju, Jean Kangaben, these players have done things with the Ekonting that I haven't heard so much in kind of more traditional village settings. And they, they those guys do do more kind of orm- ornamentation on the Ekonting, even taking like Ekonting solos, for example, which might be improvised. Adama Sambu does that a lot. And he very fre- frequently will kind of bring in like a rhythm that's played on a drum and start start that as the basis for an improvisation um, in an Ekonting solo. And he's just an incredible player. His like hand speed and dexterity and clarity and ability to manipulate the timbre of the instrument is like uh, unreal. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, which is part two of a three-part series on the Ekonting. We've covered the past and the present, so to say, of the Ekonting. And now in the next episode, we're going to look at the future how new songs are composed, how songs are distributed, the recording industry, some changes that are being made to the instrument, and how certain artists are adapting the Ekonting to new contexts and some new projects that are coming out in the future to be excited about. So we hope to see you in the next episode. Please follow us on social media at MusicKingPod and go to our website, www.musickingpod.com. Again, hope to see you in the next episode.